The following is an audio recording of the Institute of Buddhist Studies 2012 Rukoku Lecture Series by Professor Hisashi Tonouchi. True teaching, practice, and realization, its aim and the formation of Shinran's Pure Land teaching. Part 3, Vijolgen's Suppression and Shinran's Admonitions Against Self-Power. Thank you very much. My name is David Matsumoto. I'm here with my IBS hat on this evening. And I'm uh, very happy to welcome all of you to this evening's Yukoku Lecture. Every year, I guess, is very uh, fortunate uh, to be able to host lectures given by uh, a professor from Yukoku who comes over. Usually, the professor will come over in the spring and share with us uh, his or her uh, expertise in the area of Shin Buddhist studies or Buddhist studies. And this year, we're very, very honored to have as our special lecturer, Professor Hisashi Tonouchi, who is a professor of Shin Buddhist studies at Yukoku University. Uh, he's a very, very knowledgeable, very, uh, uh, um, his, his uh, research and areas of interest in Shin Buddhism are, are quite broad. Uh, we've been very fortunate to have two lectures by Professor Tonouchi already. Uh, so this is the third and final lecture. So I hope, uh, first of all, all of you have a chance to pick up the, the handouts. There's one in the Japanese, which is the original, and there's uh, an English translation, uh, which we'll uh, urge you to follow either or both, both this evening. Uh, since this is the third lecture, we'd like to begin with just a short summary of the first two lectures, just to kind of get everyone uh, somewhat on the same page. Uh, and then uh, we'll move into lecture three. So if you could take a look at the handout, either one, Japanese or English. I'll be talking about the English. Um, this is the overall title and theme for these three lectures is the true teaching practice and realization. As you know, that's the English title, which is um, uh, one of the, the current renditions of the English title of Shinran's principal text. Uh, the Ken Jodo Shinjitsu Kyogyo Shomunri, sometimes called Kyogyo Shinjo. It's translated here in English as the true teaching practice and realization. And so uh, the subject of Professor Tonochi's lectures has been its aim and the formation of Shinran's Pure Land teaching. So let me just sort of summarize, if I could, the first two lectures. Uh, lecture one, uh, the, the title was Features and Critiques of Ponen's Pure Land Teaching. Professor Tonucci began by discussing Shinran's basic stance pertaining to his teacher Honen. Uh, and um, we know that uh, from his writings uh, that he revered his teacher Honen uh, and spoke about him in, in a variety of ways. And one of the key features that Professor Tonucci uh, emphasized is that um, Honen, as we know, was the uh, founder, he established a school of Buddhism called Jodoshu, the Pure Land School. Uh, and we know, of course, Shinran as the founder of Jodo Shinshu. Uh, we, we, that's the title of the school we give to, uh, uh, the title we give to our own school. However, Professor Tonucci made the point, after discussing um, and, and revealing many of Shinran's uh, writings, uh, that if you can see on page two, that for Shinran, Jodo Shinshu meant Jodo Shu. So when Shinran used the word Jodo Shinshu or the true essence of the Pure Land way, he was using this phrase to um, express his understanding, his appreciation 
of Honen's Pure Land teachings, his Jodo Shu, okay? that is none other than the Pure Land teaching of birth through the Nembutsu, which is based on the selected primal vow as set forth by his teacher, that should be teacher, pardon me, teacher Honen, Genku, uh, and its true intent is found in Shinji. So that's the first point that Professor Tonuchi made in his initial lecture. He then went on to summarize the Pure Land teachings of Honen, uh, in particular by looking at Honen's principal text, the Senjaku Hongan Nembutsu Shu, translated here in English as passages on the selection of the Nembutsu in the original vow. Uh, and we can, um, uh, he began by looking at the title of the text uh, and also um, uh, the first statement made in the text, Namo Amida Butsu, as the act that leads to birth in the Pure Land of Nembutsu is taken to be fundamental. And then he went on to talk about selection of the Nembutsu, and then the whole, the notion of selection, uh, as uh, set out in chapter 16 of Honen's text. And in conclusion, you can see at the bottom of page two, he stated, saying the Nembutsu is a sole practice for birth in the Pure Land, which Amida Buddha selected in the primal vow, the 18th vow. Through the primal vow, all beings choose, I think that should be singular, to cast aside in turn Buddhist teachings that do not urge them to seek birth in the Pure Land, the path of sages. Pure Land practices that are not directed toward Amida Buddha, that is sundry practices, and Pure Land practices other than the Nembutsu. Not the type of it, sorry, the auxiliary practices. So there's a threefold set of selections that are set out in Tonin's teaching. Then Professor Tonucci went on to um, describe some of the criticism lodged against Honen. As you know, Honen uh, had been a Tendai priest, but he left Mount Hie, and he established the Nembutsu movement of the exclusive practice of the Nembutsu. Uh, and uh, the movement gained a tremendous amount of popularity uh, and it was um, certainly uh, one of the uh, sort of the, the big events in Buddhism at the time. But there were uh, criticisms of that movement and opponent. The first one we saw was, was evident in the Kofukuji Sojo, the Kofukuji Petition, which was written by Joke, uh, a Kegon uh, uh, priest. I mean, a, 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 a Hosho, Hosho priest, I'm sorry, Hosho, Hosho uh, school priest. And um, basically, there were um, some nine errors that were brought up regarding uh, the, the uh, establishment. Uh, there were, were criticisms of Honen, establishment of the Pure Land School. Um, in particular, we looked at item one, that is the error of establishing a new school. And essentially, what Joke was criticizing Honen for was establishing a school without uh, having a proper lineage or transmission. And in addition, not uh, making a, a proper petition to the court. That in fact, uh, in order for a school of Buddhism to be established at that time in Japan, it needed to be officially authorized by the imperial court. And that was neither were done by Honen. Honen in, in, uh, Honen, uh, in his Senjakushu, um, uh, in contrast, set out, as we can see here in chapter one, the chapter on the two gateways, he uh, adopted from Dao Chou or Doshaku uh, the notion of two gateways of the Buddhist path, 
Here in this translation, the gateway of the holy path, we sometimes know it as the path of sages, and the pure land path. And here, uh, Honen sets out uh, the fundamental teachings of uh, the school. That is the three, what we come to know as the pure, three pure land sutras, as well as the treatise on the pure land by Vasubandhu. So the larger sutra here, uh, the, the translated as the Meditation Sutra and the Amida Sutra, as well as the Vasubandhu's treatise. There was another criticism lodged against Honan, which you see on page four. This took place after Honan's death, when his text, Senjakshu, was published. Uh, there was a uh, Kegon priest by the name of Hogan, popularly known as Nyoe, uh, who was quite critical of uh, the Senjakshu. And he wrote a text called the Zaijari, here translated as Pivotal Points Shattering Heresy. Essentially, this um, first passage from the Zaijarin states that Honen disregarded the importance of the Bodhi mind, the Bodhicitta, or the mind of aspiration for enlightenment, which Koben or Myoe saw as fundamental or essential uh, to entry into the Buddhist path. And in fact, in, in Honen Senjakshu, uh, there were some passages from which one might uh, um, derive that conclusion. Uh, that there are many paths to birth in the pure land, many practices for birth. Uh, but then essentially, um, uh, Honen's perspective was to cast aside the various and sundry practices and simply to say the Nembutsu, okay, the, the exclusive practice of the Nembutsu, nothing more was required for birth. And so uh, this began, this was essentially the, the main issue brought up uh, by Myoe. And so if you can see on the, uh, the, in conclusion, on the top of page five, this portion of lecture one, um, Professor Tonici concludes by saying, a variety of strident critiques were directed against Honen's teaching of the exclusive practice of the Nembutsu, including the societal-based criticism of Jokei's Kofuji Sojo, that is the fact he didn't properly uh, petition to the court, and the doctrinal-based criticism set out in Nyoe's Zaijiri, that is his um, uh, rejection uh, or uh, ignoring of the Bodhi mind. So that was lecture one. Lecture two then uh, continued on with many of these ideas. It was entitled, Birth Through the Nembutsu, Shinran's Explication of the Separate Establishment of Practice in Shinji. As I'm sure you know, Birth Through the Nembutsu, uh, or uh, Nembutsu Ojo, was a phrase adopted by Honen, simply say the name alone that will bring uh, one the attainment of birth. Shinran set out to explain or clarify uh, this notion through a separate establishment of the uh, practice and Shinji. Uh, Professor Tonucci took us through uh, a very interesting um, sort of journey through Shinran's life, looking at the times in which he likely wrote a variety of works. Um, and just sort of in conclusion, down below on page five, he stated, among his extant works, that is excluding the first two commentaries, uh, the true teaching practice and realization was the earliest of his compositions. Other texts were written after the age of 75 years. Those texts were based and elaborate on the Shinri's teaching presented in his principal work. Um, and so we go back on page six then to look back on the principal work of true teaching practice and realization, particularly the chapter on practice. Uh, Professor Tonichi uh, took us uh, on a journey looking at the section on great practice in that chapter, uh, and he looked at uh, various passages 
And what he did is he revealed to us the, some of the special character of this commentary on great practice, which you can see a little more than uh, midway down the page, where he says, the only section of the true teaching practice and realization that cites passages from all seven Pure Land Masters is the chapter on practice, the commentary on great practice. There are also other places like the Shoshinge and hymns of the Pure Land Masters that reference all seven Pure Land Masters. Number two, when the passages from the text of the teachers of other schools are cited, Shinran, for the most part, mentions the name of that school, which is quite interesting. So if you look particularly at some of the passages when he cites uh, various uh, Buddhist masters in writings, he'll say of Qian Tai, Vinaya, San Lun, Fa Xiang, and Chang schools. Okay. And then number three, Shinran presents the oneness, the inseparability of practice in Xinjing, and further presents a commentary that involves the content of the chapters on realization and the true Buddha land. In other words, within the chapter on practice, we see Shinran making reference to and setting out um, uh, an organization which encompasses the entirety of his work. So it's not simply a focus on practice, but it's also a focus on changing, on realization, on the true uh, Buddha in land. And so if you can see on page seven, his um, conclusion to this section, uh, he stated, Shinran's own comments state that the significance of the practice of saying the name, which he had received from Honen, arises to the working of the Pramavava Mita, while attesting to the significance, to this significance, through the passages from the larger sutra and writings of the seven Pure Land Masters, Shinran also presents it within the context of the attainment of enlightenment, which is the content of the entire teaching, practice, and realization. In this way, he enhances the legitimacy of the teaching of birth through the Nebutsu as he addresses other Buddhist schools. In other words, Shinran's writing, one of the aim or the purposes of writing this text was uh, certainly to respond to the criti critics of Honen. Uh, and, and one of the ways he does so is to place the true teaching of the Pure Land Way, Jolo Shinshu, which is his appreciation of, of Honen's teaching, within the overall context of the path to enlightenment, the overall path to enlightenment, and also citing uh, uh, teachers from other schools. And then the, the, uh, the latter part of, of, of uh, lecture two was a focus on the mind of aspiration for enlightenment, the bodhicitta, as expounded in the chapter on Shinji. Um, Professor Tonuchi uh, took us through uh, a close analysis of a number of passages in Shinran's text. And sort of to summarize them, if we can turn to page eight, uh, you see this um, notion of the two pairs into four poles. Uh, which represents Shinran's critical classification of the Buddhist teachings. Here in the chapter on Shinjing, he sets out his classification of the Buddhist teachings, but he does so um, from the perspective of, or within the context of, the mind that aspires for enlightenment, that is the bodhicitta. So he says, in a, in a sense, there are a number of bodhicittas, or levels of bodhicitta. Uh, the one above, uh, the, uh, the, the, the upper half you can see is lengthwise, known as in Japanese as ju or shu, uh, and down below is crosswise. So there's one pair is a sort of dialectic of lengthwise versus crosswise. There's also a notion of transcending versus departing. That's another dialectic. Those, those are the two pairs. And when you um, combine the two pairs, oh, uh, when you uh, consider them together, 
This results in four different possibilities. Okay? And the four possibilities are, are listed on the right-hand side. Transcending lengthwise, uh, departing lengthwise, transcending crosswise, departing crosswise. And these words represent various teachings, uh, Buddhist teachings, uh, of the Mahayana um, on the upper part, and of the Pure Land path, in the, the, the lower half. In particular, transcending crosswise represents uh, the teaching of uh, pure essence, of the true essence of the Pure Land way. Uh, and so, in conclusion to this section, Professor Tonichi said, practice and Shinjin are a single dharma, that is, they're inseparable, directed to beings from the primal vow of Amida Buddha as the complete cause of sentient beings' birth in the pure land and attainment of Buddhahood. At the same time, in the teaching, practice, and realization, the chapters on practice and, and Shinjin are established separately. Within them, Shinjin, which is directed to beings by the power of the vow, is set out as the bodhicitta of transcending crosswise, which differs from the bodhicitta of self-power, and it's set out as a diamond-like mind, kongoshin. So Shinran is working with a variety of different words and phrases and concepts that he was aware of, essentially differentiating the bodhi mind of self-power, which obviously Nyoe um, uh, was talking about, and the bodhicitta of transcending crosswise, which is directed to beings through the working of Amida's vow, which is uh, the bodhicitta of the true essence of the pure land way. Finally then, he said, he, um, Professor Tonis, he looked at its connection with regard to the Zai Jani. Okay. Um, and sort of just sort of summarizing all this, this is my summarization is going on way too long. If we sort of jump through all these various quotations, um, uh, on page 10, Professor Tonji concluded this section by saying that the Zai Jani criticized Honen Pure Land teaching even as it set out the mind of aspiration for enlightenment, the bodhicitta as essential. Okay, that was Yohei's criticism. In response, Shinran explains that Shinjin is one with saying the name, not only that, it is the diamond-like mind, which is the ultimate bodhicitta, for it arises through Amida Buddha's directing of virtue of other power, and differs fundamentally from the bodhicitta of self-power. So in other words, Shinran is setting out in his scheme, his classification of Buddhist teachings, his perspective on Bodhi mind, okay, saying that it's not that it's not that Honen ignored the Bodhi mind, but rather he said Bodhi mind in the true essence of the Pure Land way is the ultimate Bodhi mind, is the diamond-like mind which is directed to beings through the power of Amida's vow. And so that takes us to the end of lecture two. So we'll now begin this evening with lecture three, starting on page ten. Um, and the, the subject for tonight's lecture is the Jogen suppression and Shinran's admonition against self-power. Uh, the way we've been doing this is um, Sensei will, uh, will speak for um, like time, perhaps 10, 15 minutes and I'll summarize um, his, uh, his lecture uh, in English and then we'll just keep on moving in that direction, that way. So without further ado, We'll now uh, uh, have lecture three of the Yuko collection by Professor Tomichi. Hi, everyone. Good evening. 
聞いてたらそんな大層な話してたんやろかって<笑>自分でも<笑>びっくりするような気分になっておりますが<笑>えっとあのー、まあとりあえず協業小問類を通してですね親鸞の浄土教というものが、えー、どういう内容を、えー、意図しているか親鸞が何を意図して自身の浄土教というものを、えー、立てているかということを、えー、3回にわたってお話し、えー、しておりますであのサマライズの中にもありましたがどこまでも法然から受けた教えその外してはならない重要なポイントその真実の部分というものを、えー、はっきりと示していくそれも体系的に示していくそれが親鸞が教業証文類で目指した、えー、ことであろうと思います、まあ、そういう、えー、視点のもと、えー、前々回前回2回にわたってお話し、えー、してきたところですで今日はですね、あのー、最後の1回ということで、えーまあ、前回の、えー、内容としてはえー、行と神というところを中心にその中で、まあえー、二層四重半というクラスティフィケーションの、あのー、話がありましたがその、えー、枠組みについてを、えー、中心にお話ししましたで今回はあのー、神家儀と呼ばれる、えー、枠組みが信州の教義的な枠組みとして、えー、従来語られていますまあ、実はこれはあ,のあまり古い昔から語られていた枠組みではなく二層四重半はもうはる、えー、か昔江戸時代より以前、まあ、尊閣という方があの明確に示していかれたそういった枠組みなんですがこの新華期という枠組みは実はもう近代明治以降、えー、もっと言えば昭和ぐらいになってから、えー、生み出されてきたそういった枠組みだと最近の研究では言われております。まあ、ですが新修学の中では重要な枠組みとして近年捉えられてきたその枠組みということをやはり法然の教えを明確に伝えていこうとするまたその中で実は上限の法難という法然親鸞その多数名が流罪になり法然の弟子4名まで死罪になる死刑になるそういった大変厳しい弾圧事件がありました。その上限の法難と呼ばれる弾圧がこの神経儀と呼ばれる枠組みに、えー、大きく関わっているのではないかということで、えー、そのあたりを中心に今日は、えー、お話をさせていただこうと思います The aim of his teaching, as well as the content, through our discussion of the, uh, the <coughs> teaching practice and realization.、Uh, one point that I'd like to make very clear that we find in, in Shinran's、uh, teaching is that he,、uh, once again, he, in his perspective, he received this teaching from Honen.、Uh, and he stated that he set this out very clearly and systematically in his text.、Uh, in, the, in the previous lecture, we talked about the classification. Of the Buddhist teachings known as, as the Niso Shijuhan, the two pairs into fourfold, which is a、uh, classification which gained some,、uh, um, began to be discussed widely, certainly during the Tokugawa period um, uh, in, in, in that era.、Uh, today I would like to take up another、uh, way of classifying the 
teachings or is looking at the various teachings is something called the Shin Kei that is the, uh, the classification of teachings into the true, the provisional, and the false, which is an, an area of academic interest since probably the Meiji and Shoa eras. Uh, many, we're all aware of this the suppression of the nembutsu that occurred, um, uh, known as the Jogen uh, suppression, in which um, not only was the nembutsu movement suppressed, but uh, some of the followers of Honen were exiled, and Honen and Shinran and other followers were, uh, were, were exiled, some were executed, Honen and Shinran were exiled. Uh, I believe that this incident of the suppression of the nembutsu was related to Shinran's perception uh, and his classification of teachings into the true, the provisional, and the false. それでは、え、資料に基づきながら、え、お話をさせていただきたいと思います。まず最初に1というところですね。え、教業証文類の構成というタイトルを挙げているところですが、え、教業証文類という書物、え、ティーチングプラクティスであるでしょう。というのが中心なわけですが、え、その後にさらに神仏度と呼ばれる巻、え、さらに化身度と呼ばれる巻、全部で6巻にわたって、え、示されていきます。
本がテキストとして新修学の、えーまあ、中心的な教科書として使われてきたそういった「新修養論」という書物がありますこれあの、まあ、1953年という年に出てる、えー、かなり古い本なわけですが、まあ、実はあの個人的な話ですが私自身、えー、1980年代の末に龍谷大学の大学院を受験するにあたってやはり一番参考になったそういったテキスト教科書だったりするそういった書物が、えー、あります、まあ、内容的にすごく整っているということで、えー、皆が、えー、重宝していたそういうテキストなわけですがその中でですね「えー、真華義反」ということを明確に示しています今申したような、えー、真実そして、えー、方便の教え「家」というものそして、えー、邪気の教え「義」というものその3つが、えー、語られているその中で、えー、浄土真宗のみが真実であるということが、えー、はっきりと示されていくといった、まあ、そういった内容がですねもうこれあの読んでもいいんですが、えー、かなり難しい言葉が多いのでもう読むのは省略しておきます今申したような内容が、えー、出てきているまあこういう枠組みを私自身さっき言ったようにあの大学院を受けるときにこのテキストを通して学びまた、えー、ああこうなんだなと理解していた、まあ、そのイメージとしてですねあの私個人のイメージとしてあるのは「真」という教えが中核にあるその周辺に「まあ、毛」という教えがありその「毛」の教えまでが仏教でありしかしそのさらに外の仏教外の世界もある。そこまで親鸞さんは目を広げて視野に入れてある意味ちょっと同心円状に神経義という広がりがあるようなそんなイメージで私自身は受け止めていたそういったかつての理解従来の理解がそうであったと思うんですが私自身においてもかつての理解がありましたですが実は実はどうなんだろう今言ったような同心円的に捉えるべき内容なんだろうかこれはというのが、まあ、今日の、えー、テーマになってくるわけですまあそれは 2, 2番以降のところになるわけですがまず1番のまとめのところを読んでおきます、えー、二重丸つけてるところです一般に教業証文類において真実の訪問が説かれる、えー、前五巻、まあ、前の五巻を前五巻と称します、えー、教行新小新仏度に対し第六巻化身度が、えー、その前半には、まあ、前半を本後半を待つという言い方で分けるわけですが前半本には方便の教えが、まあ、けですね仮の教えそして後半には待つの方には邪気の教えそれぞれ前半後半にはそういった教えがそれぞれ説かれるとされていたそれが一般的な理解であったその中では方便、け、邪義、義ですね、神経、義の毛と義、方便と邪義の切字は、まあ別内容のもの、さっきの、えー、同心円的な言い方で言いますと、仏教内の部分は、まあ、真実以外の仏教内の部分、仏教の中にあるけれども、真実以外の部分は毛であり、その仏教の、えー、輪郭の外にある部分が義である。というふうな受け止めがされていた。つまり、根本的に、毛と義は別内容のものとされてきたのが、一般的な理解であると思
わけですとりあえず I'd like to direct attention to page 10, uh, lecture three, the jury and suppression of Shinran's admonition against self power. Um, generally speaking, uh, when, um, as it, it has been generally understood, certainly since the Tokugawa period,、uh, the structure of the teaching practice and realization is usually set out in the fashion that you can see here. That is to say, there are six. Uh, volumes or six、uh, chapters of the work. The first five chapters are considered to be true. That is teaching, practice, shinjin, and realization, true Buddha and land.、Uh, and it's said that these correspond to the pure land gate of other power. That is, these are true teachings. Whereas the sixth chapter、um, is looked upon as being, first of all, the, divided into two portions. The main portion,、um, Said to、uh, set out what's called provisional teachings.、Uh, here, in particular, the Pure Land Gate of Self Power、uh, or the Path of Sages, that is, the provisional, accommodated, or expedient teachings. Whereas the latter portion of the sixth chapter is said to be an explication of false teachings or non Buddhist teachings. This sort of division or、uh, structure, as it's been given to、uh, Shinran's thought, Is one that's held sway since, certainly since the Tokugawa period. Uh, one um, particular example of that type of thinking we see down at the bottom of page 10 at the top of、uh, page 11. This is an excerpt from a text called the Shinchu Yoron, which was written in 1953, but even some three decades later was considered to be、uh, an essential text.、Um, Professor Tonoji mentioned that he studied it when he was a student in the 80s. I think、uh, Reverend Harada and I studied it when we were students in the 80s. This was a text that、uh, I remember memorizing in order to prepare for the entrance exam.、Uh, it's a very old and archaic text, it uses lots of archaic language.、Uh, rather than read through the whole thing, which is a little difficult to understand, we'll simply、uh, come to、uh, the conclusion which Professor Konuchi has presented to us, which is the fact that again, the, the general way of considering. Uh, this uh, classification or breakdown of teachings of true, provisional, and false is to see true as the core, the essential teachings, whereas provisional represents Buddhist teachings that are not quite true, temporary, provisional, accommodated, accommodated, whereas false represent non Buddhist teaching. The question is whether this is an accurate depiction of Shinran's text and his, his,、uh, his teaching.、Uh, the conclusion. Um, again, sort of just summarizing this general、uh, viewpoint is on page 11, where Professor Konuchi says, It is generally held that, in contrast to the first five chapters of the teaching practice and realization, that is, chapters on teaching practice, changing realization through Buddha and land, the main portion, that is, the first half of the sixth chapter of the transformed Buddha bodies and lands, sets out provisional teachings. And the latter portion, that is, the second half of the chapter, sets out false teachings. In other words, the provisional teachings and the false teachings are considered to have basically different contents. They're seen as being qualitatively different. That's sort of been the、uh, generally held notion in Shin Buddhist studies、uh, from the, since the Tokugawa period. Now,、uh, today, Professor Konuchi would like to give a different perspective on this. Hey, hey, hey. まあ、あの徳川時代以来という言い方をしているわけですけども
実はあの新景気の義のところはですね、えー、江戸時代にはほとんど、えー、取り上げられてなかった「まあ、新」と「家」というところを、えー、詳しくしっかりと示していくというのが江戸時代徳川時代の、えー、修学の、えー、基本的な内容でした、まあ、分厚い分厚い参考書あの公録と呼ばれるものを見てもですねあの銀のところについてはもうさらっと短く、えー、もうほとんど省略したような形で説明が終わっているそういった形が、えー、多かったんですがですが協業小文類自体をひもとくときに開くときに、えー、この銀の部分のボリュームですねかなりのものがあります。と、えー、と義と、えーまあ、本と松っていう,ふうにまあ、これはボリュームで2冊に分けているような形になるわけですがまさに2冊に分けるだけに値するぐらいの量というものがこの「松木」と呼ばれる部分に置かれている、まあ、そういったことがですね、まあ、おそらく近代になって江戸時代で無視してきたけどやっぱりちゃんと重きを置か,置かなければいけないというような思いもあってかと思いますが「新劇版」という形で「木」というものをしっかりと、えー見せていこうというそういう枠組みが用いられるようになったのかと思いますまあですがその枠組みというのが神経義という同心円的な枠組みというのは実は親鸞の意図したところではないんじゃないかということを、えー、ある時から思うようになりましたまああのー次の2番の項目に入っていきますが「け、えー・ぎ」の節字というところですね「えーまあ、け」についてそして「ぎ」について親鸞がどのように示しているのかということを具体的に協業証文類の文章を通して確認していこうという形で、えー、まず「け」と「ぎ」という言葉が出てくる一番初めのところそれはどこかというと最初に引用した新文類「新聞類」「新人」の間新人の巻の中の、えー、新仏弟子尺と言われる真の仏弟子ということを示そうとするその尺の中に「えー、家」そして「義」という名前が示されていきますその言葉が示されていきますそして「家」というは、えー、すなわちこれ「衝動の初期浄土の浄さんの木なり」というふうに位置づけられます、まあ、中略していますがこれは引用文があるところですそこは中略してで続いて「義」というはすなわち62件95種の邪道これなりというふうに示されていますこれすいません後で引いたんでちょっと別のところに出てしまっているんですが、えー、ちょっとチャプター4のところを合わせて開いていただきますと、えー、2枚今と1枚めくったところですね2ページ先のところに「真の仏弟子」という項目4の4番「真の仏弟子」という項目がありますがその最初に、えー、同じく「真文類真仏弟子尺」というのを引いております引用しておりますその最初に「真の仏弟子」というは「真の言は義に対し家に対するなり」という言葉がある、まあ、これが「真仏弟子尺」の最初の文章ですそして、えー、4のところに引用している文章はさらに親鸞、えー、さん自身の言葉が続いていきますご磁石が続いていくわけですがそのご磁石を経てさらに引用文を経てでその後に、えー、だいぶ経ってから
まあ真というのは義に対し毛に対すると言われたその義とは毛とはということが2番に戻りまして毛というは小道の初期小道の定さの木義というは62件九十五種の邪道っていうふうに示されていくまあそういった形で真に対する言葉として毛義が出されているちょっと一つだけポイントとして押さえておきたいのは真は義に対し家に対するっていう時これ神経義っていう3点セットで語ってるわけではないっていうことです神義というペアがある神は義に対する神家というペアもある家に対するそういう2つの神の捉え方義に対する神家に対する神という真の捉え方の二つの側面というものが実はここに込められているんではないかっていうことを、えーまあ、結論的なことを先持って混ぜて申しますと今言ったように真偽のペア真偽のペアというものがあり真偽偽の三点セットがあるというのでは実はないそれはちょっとずれているということを、えー、後々また言っていこうと思うわけです。This,、um, again, this generally held、um, second, secondary classification that Chidran sets out as a true, the provisional, and the false, as I mentioned before, has been taken up、um, usually in the, in the Edo or the Tokugawa period. But even then, this notion of the false was not really treated. That the, mo- the, the primary focus was on true and provisional. And in fact,、uh, many, many volumes of commentaries are written about that relationship.、Uh, and in fact, if we look at the, the chapter,、uh, the last chapter, the sixth chapter of Shinran's principal work, we, we see, in fact, that the, the portion、um, dedicated to the false teaching is quite lengthy.、And、so I think we have to ask our, ourselves a number of questions of whether or not this sort of、uh, traditional framework setup that is, The true provisional false, the sort of threefold comparative or classification, is indeed what Chinran is really driving at.、Um, I believe that it was not Chinran's intention to, set, to, create, a, to create this sort of threefold classification system.、Uh, if we look at, for instance, on page 11, Chinran's explication of provisional false, we find two passages from the chapter on Xinjing. Uh, the true、uh, disciple of the Buddha, where he says the term provisional refers to those of the path of sages and those of the meditative and non meditative practices within the pure life path. The next one is the term false refers to the 62 views and the 90, 95 wrong paths. In, in reality, these two passages are references to the initial uh, um, discussion of the true disciple of the Buddha, where Shinran contrasts. Uh, um, uh, provisional versus the true, and then false versus true. And I believe that this is indeed what he is, this is the sort of comparative system that he's trying to set up. That is to say, there are two separate comparisons being made true in contrast to provisional, true in contrast to the false. And, and、um, I, this is the,、uh, what Professor、uh, Tonucci will. Uh, 
まずあの「神経」「神技」という、えー、その「経」と「技」の内容ですねもう一度、えー、さっき読んだだけのところを口を確認していきますが「神聞類神仏で試着の、えー、最初の2番の最初の引用文です「経」というはすなわちこれ「衝動の初期」「浄土の浄産の木なり」っていう、えーまあ、ここで「木」っていう言葉が出されているのは「神仏弟子」という「神の仏弟子」えー「仏教者」というそういった側面「人」という側面をもとに「木、まあ」という言葉が使われるわけですが、まあ、それよりも重要なのは「衝動の初期」つまり「衝動門」のものそれに合わせて「浄土の浄産」これは自力の浄土門他力ではなく自力をもって浄土に往生しようとするそういったあり方を意味しています。衝動門というのははもちろん浄土門ではないえー、普通の仏教、えー、普通のと言ったら、えー、変ですが、えー、この世で、えー、悟りを開こうとする浄土に往生することなく悟りを開こうとするのが小道門なわけですが、えー、そういった小道門と自力の浄土門という、えー、人たちが、えー、家の仏弟子として示されます実はあの一般的な修学新修学ではですね家という時方便という時には自力浄土門が、えー、主に語られます、まあ、これは化身土門類の、えー、前半部分、えー、本の部分がですね、えー、まず自力浄土門の話から始まりそこに、えー、大変ボリュームがある、えー、枚数が割かれているでまたそこで詳しくいわゆる19巻ナイティンスバウアンド20巻トゥエンティスバウについての、えー、注釈というものが、えー、詳しく示されていく。まあ、そういったことを18巻エンティスバウに対比しての重要な箇所ということで自力の浄土門というところに焦点が当てられてきたわけですが親鸞さんがここで毛について最初に示しているのはまず小道門であるということここを一点押さえておきたいと思いますであの毛というのがですね、まあ、方便というのが何者なのかっていう話をまだ全くしてませんでしたがこれはえー、真実に導くための教えとして、えー、家方便の教えを語る親鸞さんの、えー、語り方はそういう語り方になっています、えー、これはですね、あのー、師匠の法然さんが取った、えー、語り方とは違う語り方になっています、えー、法然さん法然上人の語り方はえー、念仏が、まあ、真実でありそれ以外のものは、まあ、阿弥陀仏が選んだかどうか先着したかどうかっていうと先着しなかった選び捨てたとまで、えー、法然さんは表現するそういった選び取る選び捨てるという二つに分けているかいらないかという二項対立的な説明を法然さんはする。その中で念仏のみがいる他はいらないっていう言い方をするわけです親鸞さんはそれに対して「いらない」と言われたその教えがじゃあ何のために存在するのかっていうところに目を向けるそういう中で「えー、け」「方便」という枠組みを立てていきますあの実際「えー、化身道門類化身道観」の内容を見ていきますとこの「方便」の教えというのはまだ真実に出会えていない18願に示された他力の念仏の教え
にちゃんと出会えていないものをその他力念仏に導くためにシャクソンが説かれた教え仏教という形を持って説かれた教えそれが「け、えー、方便」と呼ばれる小道門の教えでありそして実は自力の自力にとどまっている浄土門もその中に含まれるんだというそういった設定ですねそれが親鸞さんにおける「け方便」の設定法然さんから、えー、発展させた内容と言えるかと思います。まあ、実際あの法然さんへの批判として、えー、念仏のみを選び取るというそういう他の推しはいらないと言い切るそういったある意味で先鋭的な姿勢に対する批判というものもあったわけです、まあ、そういうことを、えー、踏まえて親鸞書には「け、えー」という位置づけを真実の仏教以外にもちゃんと当てていく、まあ、それが「け」の位置づけであるということですそして「義」という和のところですねこれも一言だけつけておきますと内容的には、えー、ここの引用にある通り「62件95種」という難しい言い方してますが、まあ、これは、えー、当時の、えー、インドにおけるあ当時のといいますか経典が、えー、生み出されていったインドにおける、えー、その経典が生み出された当時にあったさまざまな仏教以外の思想見解、まあ、宗教も含む、まあ、そういったものをが62種類あったという見方あるいは95種類あったという見方があるわけです、まあ、そういうことで義というものその義の内容自体は仏教以外という位置づけそれは先ほどから申している通りの内容で特に問題はないと思いますそして、えー、この
So for him, the nembutsu alone is true. All other practices are unnecessary. Sinan, however, took a different viewpoint. The sense of other practices not being necessary, he folded within this notion of provisionality, uh, and thereby could include both the path of sages and the pure land path. That is to say, these other um, teachings and practices uh, were set out uh, in order to guide beings who were otherwise um, uh, uh, inclined to engage in these kinds of uh, practices or teachings uh, that would guide them eventually to encounter Amida's primal vow. Uh, and so this, I think, is uh, this points out to uh, a, a clear difference in approach or sort of uh, a manner of expression that we see uh, between Honen and Shinran. In fact, Honen's rather emphatic stances, perhaps, uh, led to um, uh, the criticism blocks against him. We look at uh, the next um, uh, passage again, 110, in the middle of uh, page 11. We see he then uh, discusses the notion of faults. He says the term false refers to the 62 views and the 95 wrong paths. This, these discussions are quite complicated, but they, what they basically refer to is all idea, non-Buddhist ideas, practices, uh, perspectives. That is, the uh, false refers to non-Buddhist teachings. では続きのところに話を進めてまいりますが。え、先ほど言ったように、けというところの中心がそもそも小道門というところにあるということを前提にですね、え、じゃあその小道門について、え、より明確に書か、え、解かれている箇所を、え、探していくと、実は化身の門類の、え、本の最後の部分、本と松に
、えー、その箇所をここでずらっと73番から取っていう形で上げてるわけです、まあ、この番号はあの注釈番制点あるいは CWS の、えー、チャプターナンバーなわけですが、えー、73に始まり80までが衝動尺で81から下強尺が始まりけど下強尺の磁石新南地震のコメントは81番だけで82から116まで、まあ、チャプターにして30以上もの引用文ばかりです経典に始まり論尺さらに仏教外の論語と呼ばれるやとも大変有名な書物からまで引用がなされるそして引用文が終わったら下強尺がさらに締めくくりの言葉があるかというと何もなく117番からいわゆる五条と呼ばれる部分に話が、えー、移っていく、まあ、そういう構成になっていてけど従来の枠組みでは73から80が衝動尺81から116が下強弱117から後が五条というふうに全く分けて捉えられてきた。まあ、そういうい、えー、従来の見解があったわけです、まあ、この見解のもとにあるもとにあるというか、えー、重なるのが「毛と義を分ける」という考え方ですね「化身土門類の本と松のところでちょうど分かれ目がある」ということも関係しますが「毛は毛であり義は義である全く別個である」っていうふうに、えー、捉えられてきた「えー、仏教ないと仏教外なんだから別個なんじゃないの?」って今。聞いてる方々も多いかと思いますがそ,その意味では別個なんですけどねその意味では別個なんですが親鸞さんの意図としては必ずしも別個にか捉えてもらうために語ってるわけではないと言える一つの、えー、要素がですね小道尺の出だしの磁石73番の磁石また下強尺の出だしの磁石81番の磁石を、えー、見るとき、えー、その要素が垣間見えるということができると思います。それが続きに挙げている引用文、えー、次のページになりますが、えー、化身の門類衝動尺として、えー、73段の最初の部分を挙げています。えー、まあ読むだけ読んでおきますと、しかるに昇進の脅威によって孤独の伝説を開く、えー、真実の教え。に、えー、基づいて、えー、これまでの素子型が伝えてきてくださった内容というものを紐解いていくとで、えー、衝動浄土の神経を見解してと、まあ、衝動門と浄土門浄土門が真実である衝動門が方便家であるその、えー、分際その分かれ目というものをはっきりとしますそしてジャギ一瞬ジャギ一周の下境を境界すこの衝動浄土の神経を見解して、邪義一周の下境を境界する。邪義一周の下境、仏教外の教えっていうものについて、まあ、今しめていくっていう言葉が、衝動尺の冒頭にまず出てきます。で、え続きのまあ言葉は、えー、如来、涅槃の時代を完結して、小像、末法の司祭を開示すと。釈尊が入滅した時代というものをそれを、えー、確定することによって消防の時代造房の時代末法の時代と呼ばれる、まあ、これは三次思想と呼ばれる、えー、仏教的な、まあ、教えがだんだん衰退していくというそういった時代観についての言葉なんですが、まあ、これは今はあの重きは置かないので今省略しますが
、えー、これは小道門の教えというものに関する内容としてこの「肖像末法」という話が出てくるここは分かるわけですが小道尺でありながら小道浄土の神経を見解してに続いて邪気一周の下境を境界するということがすでに示されている一般の位置づけでは「け」である「義ではない「け」を明かす、えー、化身土門類本前半部分の中の小道尺にすでに邪気一周の云々下境っていう話が出てきているで、えー、下境尺の冒頭を見ると今何回も申しました「ジャギー一周の下境を境界す」っていうのにほぼ重なる内容がもう一度出されてきます「それもろもろの下らによって」という81段のところの、えー、文章ですね「化身の門類下境尺」の冒頭の文章ですが、えー、もろもろの下らさまざまな経典によって「えー、真偽を完結して」下境邪気の異臭を境界せばっていうふうに真実と、えー、そうでない、えー、真偽ですね、えー、邪気というものをはっきりと、えー、分けて示していくその中で下境邪気の異臭を境界すという言い方先ほどの衝動尺に出てきた言い方とほとんど同じ言い方がもう一度出されていきますまあこれあのー初めて聞かれる方は何のことやらっていう感じかもしれませんけどもあの昔読んでいてですねあのなんだかどうも煮え切らないというか小道尺でなぜ小道尺です下境尺じゃないんです小道尺なのに下境邪気の異臭という話が邪気異臭の下境ですねまあ順番が違いますけど同じ言葉があらかじめ出てきているこれ一体何なんだろうっていうのが私の個人的な疑問であったわけですで実は教養小文類ではこのように、まあ、一応従来の修学の枠組みでは「えー、毛と義」を分けるような形で読むことが一応できるそういった、えー、構成が捉えてるわけですが続きの引用です「一年多年文位」という教養小文類とは違う、えーまあ、和語商業の一つである「一年多年文位」つまり一般の人にも分かりやすく読めるようにという意図で書かれた書物。和語商業というのはそういう書物なんですがその中にですね「えーまあ、医学」という、えーまあ、念仏の教え以外の教えを学ぶっていうことについての言葉なんですが「医学」というのはどういう内容かっていうとっていう説明をしている箇所がありますそこで述べられているのが「衝動下道に赴きて」と「衝動門」と「下道」というのは下教仏教外邪儀の教えですつまり「小道門」と「下道」「下教」というものがここでセットで語られます「小道下道に赴きて余行を趣旨余仏を念ず念仏以外の行を治め、ねえー、阿弥陀仏以外の仏を念ずる」まあ、これは「小道門」の内容といえますさらに「吉日良心を選び」というこれはあのー、ジンクスですね「火の良い、えー、悪い」とかそういういわゆる「えー占いとかそういったものに基づく考え方日の良い悪いあるいは方角の良い悪いっていうのが日本でも古来から語られていたまああの仏教とは全く関係のない文脈で本来語られていたそういった考え方があるわけですがそういった吉日良心を選ぶそして戦争祭祀を好む占いや神を祀る。
まあ、沈めるとかそういったような内容を好むこれは下道なりっていうふうに、まあ、後半部分につながる言葉としてこれは下道なりっていうふうに言ってるのかなと思うわけですが出だしから続けて読んでいくと「衝動下道に赴きて余行趣旨余物を念ず吉日良心を選び戦争採取を好むものなり」ここでやっと「ものなり」が出てくるというふうに衝動門と下道下経というものをまとめて示していってるんですね。でさらに結びに「これらは一重に自力を頼むものなり」というふうに抑えていく。この抑え方を見ると親鸞さんの思いとしては小道門と下経と明確に分けて位置づけるっていうことに中心があるとは言えないのではないかとどちらかというと小道門と下経というのは、まあ、全部が重なるわけじゃありませんある意味で重なってしまう危険性を常にはらんでいるそういう中で親鸞さんは小道門下経ゲとギというものを語っているんではないかっていうことを、えー、思うわけです。まあ、そう考えると先ほどの化身の門類小道尺の中に小道浄土の神家を見解し神と家っていうものについて示すとセットでジャギ一周の下経を境界する下経というものについても今締めていく。といったそういった、えー、時ぶりですね親鸞聖人がそういった表現をとっている衝動に重なるような要素を込めて下経を語っていくそれが、えー、見て取れるのではないかということを思います、えー、以上あの結びとして書いてる、えー、言葉ですが「毛と義」は「新聞類」最初に出てきた新聞類では「真偽」あるいは「真偽」というふうに明確に別物と説かれるが「化身土門類」では「家の衝動門」と「義の下経」についての切除、まあ、一応分けてはいるんだけど必ずしも区別している明確に完全にすっぱりと分けているとはちょっと言いにくい必ずしも区別しているとは言えない。そして、教行証文類以外の戦術を見ると、衝動、下道というものを内容的に重なるものと示す、最後に見た一年多年文院ですが、えー、そういう戦術もある。まあ、けと義ということについて、えー、従来語られてきたような、すっぱり分けるっていうことでは収まらない何かが、えー、実は親鸞さんがけと義に込めた内容としてあるのではないか。ということを、えー、思うわけです。We can、uh, take a look at the handout on page 11,、uh, the lower half of the page.、Uh, if we look at the structure of the portion of the, the final chapter, the sixth chapter of Chinon's work,、uh, this chapter on transformed Buddha bodies and lands,、um, traditionally, these sections、uh, in this latter portion were divided. In this way, passage 73, which consists of Shinran's own comments on the path of sages,、uh, and then the quotations from Tao Cho's Annakshu, the passage on, on the land of happiness, Shinran's own comments, and then a quotation from Saicho's Lamp for the Last Dharma Age, were considered to be comments on the path of sages. 
following that then, uh, passage 81, which, which is Shinran's own comments, and then the many, 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 many passages, 82 through 116, which really pertain to non-Buddhist teachings. And so 81 through 116 were considered to be the section treating faults or non-Buddhist teachings. And then finally, 117 is the concluding passages, which consists of Shinran's own comments, as well as a postscript and his quotations from other suttas and commentaries. That was sort of the traditional division looked uh, in writing up the latter portion of the sixth chapter. In other words, um, the idea was to consider provisional teachings as something separate from, clearly distinct from, or qualitatively different from non-Buddhist teachings. However, if we look at the sections carefully, uh, it makes it more difficult to make that claim. For instance, if we take a look at passage 73, which, once again, traditionally was said to have been um, part of Shinran's comment on the Path of Sages, we find him saying this, this is the bottom of page 11, rounding myself in the right and true intent of the teaching and exploring the explanations made and transmitted by the venerable masters of the past, I will here set forth the true and provisional in relation to the Path of Sages and the Pure Land Way. And caution people against non-Buddhist teachings based on opinions that are wrong, false, and misleading. <coughs> Determining the year of Shakyamuni Tathagata's entrance into Nirvana, I will explain the distinctive characteristics of the right semblance and last Dharma ages. Here it's interesting and a bit curious that Chinran in this portion should begin, should use this phrase and caution people against non-Buddhist teaching based on opinions that are wrong, false, and misleading, if this section is, is clearly one that pertains only to the path of sages. If we look ahead to passage 81, which is on the top of page 12, this again traditionally was seen as a passage which sort of starts out um, Shinran's uh, section on non-Buddhist teachings, we see a very similar language. Passage 81 says, here, based on the sutras, the true and false are determined, and people are cautioned against the wrong, false, and misleading opinion, opinions of non-Buddhist teachings. So this, again, the same, very similar language, caution, <coughs> being cautioned people against wrong, false, and misleading opinions of non-Buddhist teachings. Um, we can also see uh, another uh, comment made by Shinran in another text, which is the next quotation. It's from the notes on once calling and many calling. Here Shinran interprets the phrase other teachings, other teachings, and he um, explains other teachings in this way. Other teachings applies to those who incline toward the path of sages or non-Buddhist ways. Endeavor in other practices, think on other Buddhas, observe lucky days and auspicious occasion, and depend on fortune-telling and ritual purification. Such people belong to non-Buddhist ways. They rely wholly on self-power. <coughs> Again, looking at this carefully, we see that here Shinran, in a sense, he sets out both the path of sages and non-Buddhist ways as falling within other teachings. Um, and, uh, in particular, we see at the very end, 
uh, there seems to be a phrase, uh, a phrase which seems to apply to both of them, that is, they rely wholly on self-power. In other words, if we look at this carefully, we can certainly, um, it, it's, it's a bit more difficult uh, to say that Shinran considered uh, provisional, that is, king, or the path of sages here, um, self-powered practices and teachings, uh, as being qualitatively, qualitatively different from, distinct from, non-Buddhist teachings. Um, and in uh, Professor Tonoji's conclusion to this section, he states, as explained in the chapter on Xinjing, provisional and false are clearly different teachings. However, in the chapter on transformed Buddha bodies and lands, Shinran does not necessarily distinguish the path of sages, which are provisional teachings, from non-Buddhist teachings, which are false. Moreover, other works of Shinran, such as the uh, Notes on One's Calling and Many Calling, present the notion that there are features in, that are terrible English, sorry. There are features in common in the content of the teachings of the path of sages and non-Buddhist teachings, respectively. ちょっと一言だけ聞いてくれ。いいですか。あの、今読んだ1年種もいの医学という1年種の争いって何かと言いますと、え、法然門下の中で、え、起きた最大の論争と言われてるもので、念仏で王城できる。その念仏は1回だけでいいんだ。という立場。いや、数多く唱えなきゃいけないんだ。という立場。その両者の
viewpoints which um, uh, sort of filled in between the two extremes. Shinran's perspective on this is quite um, unique and quite important because essentially what he was saying by using this phrase, other teachings, he would say those who are um, involved in or are obsessed with, steeped in this conflict uh, between one's calling and many calling, uh, they have, um, in a sense, uh, the same tendencies. Uh, they, they tend toward the same kind of thinking as those of the path of sages and non-Buddhist path. In other words, they rely upon self-power. So his, his response to this conflict, uh, I think, is quite unique and important. So we'll take a short break here, maybe about 10 minutes.